It's the 16th of Teves, and the Tanya for today is on page 152 in chapter 10, Perik Yud, where the Altarebbin is describing the imperfect tzaddik. Having earlier explained what a perfect tzaddik is, and the perfect tzaddik has two titles, tzaddik gomur and tzaddik v'tevloi. This refers to the two aspects of the good and the bad within the tzaddik. The good within the tzaddik is perfect and complete, and that's why he is called tzaddik gomur. That describes his love for God, the goodness in him, as being perfect, because even the animal soul loves God. And then tzaddik v'tevloi, he is described as a tzaddik who has good, that's a description of his animal soul. What has become of his animal soul? It has become good. The imperfect tzaddik is known as tzaddik she'enei gomur because his love for God is not perfect. And he's also known as tzaddik v'ra'loi because what is the condition of his animal soul? Ra'loi. His animal soul, the evil of the animal soul, is his. He has mastered it. He has subdued it. And he has completely conquered it. But it hasn't become good. It hasn't been transformed into holiness. So there is still a little bit of a trace, a lingering of evil in the animal soul. Page 152. The imperfect tzaddik is one who does not despise evil with an utter hate, with an utter despising, he doesn't hate the evil and therefore does not despise it utterly. And as long as the hatred and the despising are not complete and utter, it must mean if you don't hate something, it must mean that there is some pleasure, some love left for that thing. So the unclean garments have not been completely removed. And that's why, and that's why it hasn't become literal good since there is still some hold that these unclean garments have on the animal soul that's what prevents the animal soul from becoming actual good in that case why is he a tzaddik at all if there is evil in him any amount of evil should disqualify him from being a tzaddik it is so minute and it is so overwhelmed by the good that it's as if it doesn't exist. It has no significance and tzadik. That's why he's called a tzadik. He's called tzadik in that the ra is bottled to him. The alkein gama and that's also why his love for God is not complete and utter. And because the love is incomplete, that's why he has the other title, the title Tzadik She'enei Gomer, the incomplete Tzadik. Now, since we're talking about a Tzadik, 
And a tzaddik, even the imperfect tzaddik, has no desire for evil. Not like a benani, who we will soon learn, has a feeling, a desire, an appetite for evil, but controls his behavior, and his behavior is perfect, so that he never sins, even in the slightest. And that's why he is not a rasha. Because any sin, any transgression, makes the person a rasha. The Bainani has no transgressions because in his behavior he is perfect, but in his feelings, his feelings are not always godly. Whereas the tzaddik, the tzaddik's feelings are completely godly. So that it's not only his behavior that is perfect, it's not just his performance that is, that is complete, but even his emotions. Which means that he has no feeling, and he has no love, and he has no desire, and he has no attraction for evil. To say that he is an imperfect tzaddik because he does a little bit desire evil, that's, that's not a very firm description or definition. What does it mean, he, a little bit? If he likes evil a little bit, then he's like a benani. Then he's not a tzaddik at all. So by the very term tzaddik, we know that he doesn't have any desire for evil. What then can it mean that he still has a little bit of love for evil? That he hasn't completely removed the evil from him. So the difference between the perfect tzaddik and the imperfect tzaddik is not a degree of hatred for evil or a degree of attraction to evil. Neither tzaddik has any attraction to evil, feels any attraction to evil. The difference is in how they arrived at that condition. The perfect tzaddik we learned earlier despises evil simply because it is evil. Because it is not godliness, he despises it. His love for God is so complete that anything that is not God doesn't exist in his universe. Not only doesn't it have any significance or any importance, it has no existence at all. And that's called utterly despising. The imperfect tzaddik has absolutely no desire for evil. He has no love for it. He has no desire for it. It offers him no pleasure. But why? Because it conflicts with his desire for godliness. And the example is given if a person says that he despises his life. His life is so difficult, so painful, so miserable that he despises life. It may be, at least theoretically, it may be that he actually feels no attraction or any pleasure at all in life. He despises it completely, utterly. However, it's not because life is despicable to him. The truth is that life to him is pleasurable and attractive and desirable. However, because of circumstances that have made his life so miserable, so difficult, and so painful, he has lost all pleasure in life. Theoretically now, if it were possible for him to live without the pain and without the, the, the discomfort and without the suffering, would he then still think that life is despicable? The answer is no, because life essentially is not despicable. It is pleasurable and desirable. 
So in theory, at least, even while the person utterly despises life, he despises it only because of an external cause. It is not that life itself, by definition, is despicable. And the same is true with the imperfect tzaddik. He despises evil totally. There is no little bit of evil left where once in a while he feels an attraction to anything unholy. That's a bainani. A a tzaddik, even the imperfect tzaddik, never feels any attraction to what is unholy. And that's why there are very few such people. However, he is an imperfect tzaddik because his despising of the evil is due to a reason, has a cause. He despises the evil because, because it is in conflict with God, because his devotion is to God, therefore he rejects the evil in favor of God. Theoretically, purely theoretical, if it were possible to be into godliness and to love God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might, and at the same time also love evil, then theoretically this imperfect tzaddik could or would then see an attraction or a possible pleasure in the physical. In fact, he doesn't. Lepel, there is no pleasure. He despises evil. But the very fact that he has a reason for despising it, and he doesn't despise it by nature, simply because it is unholiness, that's what that's why he is called an imperfect tzaddik, and that's what the Alter Rebbe means, that some trace of, of, of love and of pleasure still exists in unholiness. But it's a theoretical one. Let's continue on. This level of imperfect tzaddik can be divided or subdivided into tens of thousands of levels. The Inyan Bechinas Miyot Nishar the evil that lingers, in other words, this theoretical pleasure that might come from evil, were it not in conflict with godliness, the degree varies and can come in tens of thousands of different levels. One thing is, or one distinction might be, of which category, of which element is this evil? Is it from the element of fire, which would mean anger or arrogance? This theoretical pleasure, where would it exist for a given imperfect tzaddik? Would it exist in arrogance, that he could see the pleasure of arrogance? Would it exist in the element of water, which is, which is passion? Would it exist in the element of air, which is humor? Or would it exist in the element of earth, which is laziness? Sadness. And another thing is, also there are varying degrees of nullification. How nullified or how theoretical is this pleasure? It can be It can be bottle, one in sixty, one in a thousand, one in ten thousand, and so on. Hain, Hain, Bechinas, Tzadikim, Harabim, Shebechol, Aderis. 
And this level of imperfect tzaddik, this is the level of the tzaddikim who exist in all generations. As it says that there are 18,000, that 18,000 tzaddikim stand before God. Which is still a small number. And they have to be distributed throughout the generations to make sure that every generation will have some tzaddikim. And that's because a tzaddik has no yetzahajah and no appetite and no desire for anything unholy. But because it's the imperfect tzaddik, there are at least 18,000 of them. Ah, tzaddik gomor. But concerning the perfect tzaddik, who sha'omar abishimim ba'ichoi, Concerning the perfect tzaddik, Reb Shimon Ba'yechoi said, Ra'isi b'nei aliyah ve'heimu otim. I have seen the superior men, the b'nei aliyah, the higher tzaddik, and they are very few. Sh'loch e'nikroyim b'nei aliyah. This is why they're called the high people, men of ascent. Why are they called high High means elevated. They elevate the evil to holiness. Whereas in the imperfect tzaddik, the evil is nullified. But not elevated, it doesn't convert into good. But in the tzaddik gomur, in the perfect tzaddik, they are called b'nei aliyah because they are maila, they raise up the unholiness, the animal soul, to holiness. As we find in the introduction to the Zayar, a story that when Abchia wanted to visit the chamber in heaven where Abshimon Bayechoi's Neshama was, he heard a voice call out and say, Man Minchain, who among you, the Chashecha Mahapchen Lanaira, who has transformed darkness into light, and has turned the bitter into sweetness, before you come here. In other words, in order to enter the chamber of Abshimabayuchoi, you have to have transformed light, darkness into light, and bitterness into sweetness. Because that is a definition of a perfect tzaddik, of a tzaddik gomur, that he hasn't only nullified the evil, but has elevated it to holiness. In the Hayyim Yim, for the 16th of Teves, the Rebbe writes, as the Tzemach Tzedek had gizokt Reb Hendel in Afichidus, the Tzemach Tzedek said, the famous Chosid Reb Hendel, um, who exemplified many Hasidic traits, humility, warmth of heart, compassion, uh, intense davening, an elder chassid, when the, he was an elder chassid, when the Fidik the Rebbe was a child, and he had a very strong influence on the Rebbe, and therefore he's often quoted in the Rebbe's Sichas. So the Tzamach Tzedek said to this Rebbe Hendel in Yechidus, he said, Zehar is Mereimim Dem Nefesh. Zehar, when you study it, exalts the soul. Medrish is Mereimim does hearts. Medrish stimulates the heart, inspires the heart. On tilim and saying tilim, heartfelt tilim, 
with tears, vasht eiz The tillim with tears cleans, washes out the vessel.